Hello, welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I am your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community at High View Church, and I am here with our lead pastor, Chad Williams. Chad, how you doing, man? I'm so glad to be here, Tyler. Man, me too. Me too. I'm glad so to be glad to be here. Recording episode number five. Zero 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 five. Is it three right. three zeros? Yeah, zero 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 five. Three. Ze- okay. Three zero. <laughs> Because we're going to get into the hundreds of episodes, of course, right? With this, right? If we yeah. get to a thousand, we're going to we'll have to rethink the whole thing. We're going to have a problem, <laughs> so we'll have to start a new podcast. Yeah, well, High 1, View Podcast Two Point Oh, Two Point Oh. Yeah, doubt. that we'll, we'll work through that when we get there. But anyway, just had a wonderful Sunday. Yeah, yesterday, Pastor Josh preached on yes. serving with others. Mm. If you go back and listen to episode number one, we talked about this new vision that we are introducing at the church and have introduced, and we're doing a little series yep. through, uh, and we'll, we'll get to some of that stuff a little later in the podcast as well. So today on the podcast, we want to talk about preaching. Talk about preaching. We do preaching a lot as a church, right? At, at least, at at least, least every, once, a, once a week. <laughs> every Sunday. Every Sunday there is preaching Every Sunday. Here. Yeah. Uh, so we've been in ministry for uh, different amounts of time. I'm still How a long have you been newbie. In, How long have you been in four or five years. Okay. Uh, yeah. As far as you know, full time ministry. How about you, Chad? How long have you been preaching? I've been preaching for a little over ten years now. Wow, you're old. A little, it's awesome. A little over ten years. So yeah, uh, I am in year six as a lead pastor. He preaches every week, so I always like point that out. Yeah. Um, so I've been so I've been doing that preaching weekly for uh, a little over six years. And I have been uh, preaching total for a little over ten years. Gotcha. That's that's great. I so I've been about uh, five years. I would say in uh, as far as my experience in preaching, and most of that's been with youth ministry sure. stuff. So that doesn't count. Right? It counts. No. Now I'm a real it, pastor. It counts. Okay. Thanks, man. Thank you for it. <laughs> it counts. It, it absolutely counts. Man, you're encouraging. Thank I'm you. Trying. I'm trying. I just I remember as a youth pastor being asked, "Hey, when do you uh, do you want to be a real pastor one day?" Ooh. So it's tough. We'll talk no. about youth ministry one day. Yeah, let's do, let's do, we'll do a future podcast. Let's do a podcast on, on youth ministry. But today we're going to talk about preaching and uh, specifically from our context with Highview. Chad, what does Highview expect from preaching? Highview expects uh, weekly to be taught the Bible from the pulpit. Oh, so we talk about the Bible. We talk about the Bible. When we preach. Uh, what what we do, we, we, what, we, what we do, we preach through books of the Bible. Our, the style of preaching or, or the method of preaching we use, uh, it's called expository preaching. And that's mm. one of the four pillars of Hive Church, actually. So we have four pillars that we said we're going to do these things when we planted this church six years ago. Uh, we're going to be about Christ-centered worship. We did a podcast. Here's a shameless plug. Episode number three, three, yeah. Josh, well, we had Pastor K. Josh, Hildebrand. who uh, leads our worship ministry and is a founding pastor of the church, uh, and it's incredible, uh, incredible insight from him on that. Uh, so, Christ-centered worship is one of those pillars. Missions, discipleship, and then and then expository preaching. And so, uh, we we preach uh, through books of the Bible. Uh, that's called sequential yep. expository preaching. So, uh, we we employ that particular style of preaching on a weekly basis. So most, like right now we're in the book of Acts. Yep. So we've been in the book of Acts uh, for about eight months. Uh, we'll probably be in the book of Acts for another three to four months. Uh, so uh, so, so we, we preach through books of the Bible. And so any given week, most weeks, if you pop in at Highview, uh, you're going to hear during this season, you're going to hear a sermon from probably from the book of Acts. Yeah, so, so. expositional preaching, you mentioned, uh, can be sequential. 
Um, but just give us a kind of a general roundabout definition of expository preaching. Okay, expository preaching in its most simplest definition that I could possibly use is reading a text from the pulpit, explaining a text from the pulpit, pulpit, pul- pulpit, whatever. The pulpit. You, you get it. That's a small pulpit. Yeah, it's the pulpit. <laughs> it's for little baby preachers. That's that's a training tool you use here, have you, for developing the next generation of preachers. No, um, so reading the text, explaining the text, and applying the text. I like mm-hmm. Dever's definition. I think it's Dever who gives this definition for expository preaching. It is when the sermon is about what the text is about. Mm. So the point of the sermon is the point of the text you're preaching. Yeah. That is expository preaching uh, at a fundamental level. Okay. So it's taking a passage. So in, it could be, if you're in an epistle, it could be three verses, two verses. Uh, or uh, if you're in a book like Acts, it's usually 10 to 20, maybe more, verses and whatever those verses are about, whatever the big idea in that passage is about, that will be what the sermon is about. Yeah. And then we kind of walk through the text, explaining it and hopefully applying it as well. So that's expository preaching. All right. So why do we do it that way? I mean, obviously, we mentioned we want every sermon to be about the Bible, right? Yep. We want every sermon to convey truth right. from God's Word. And so why do we think expository preaching is the best way to do that? It keeps you in the text. Yeah. It, it, it what it does is it keeps you as a preacher week to week. It keeps you pulling uh, truth out of text as opposed as opposed to reading what you want to see in the text. Yeah, imposing so, your thoughts onto right, the story right. or onto the that, that's called eisegesis. Yeah. So the idea you're you are literally imposing uh, whatever it is. So so let's say uh, you're you're you feel like I don't really want to talk to the church about anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, struggle maybe whatever it might be the church struggle with anger or whatever, uh, and then so from 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 one perspective from a topical perspective you'd be okay what's the scriptures that talk about anger yeah. and so you're kind of in some ways if, if if it's done poorly in that way you're actually using the Bible to kind of support your message right as right. opposed to preaching a message from the Bible and letting the Bible uh, speak so over long periods of time uh, I feel like developmentally for the church and their growth in the gospel, it is better to have kind of week to week working yourself through a book of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, Cause also another side note on this and, and something I've seen just, uh, just kind of a cause and effect thing. I found that people in the church are learning to read their Bible better yeah. by listening to expository preaching over long periods of time. Yeah. So, so, so little things that they're learning how to read their Bible on their own because they spend a lot of time reading through a book of the Bible every Sunday as right, well. Right, right. So that's another side. side yeah, note. that's great. That's great. I was just thinking about um, we're all kind of on the back end of the is the Gospel Coalition conference that was just recently yep. uh, recently mm-hmm. happened, and I watched online. And John Piper, you know, of course, John Piper is one of my favorite preachers, and one of the things he mentioned before the sermon ever started. Uh, when he told the the, con- or the people where the sermon was coming from in the scripture was for them to open their Bible with him, for them to actually That's watch good. and read through yep. while he's reading, while he's preaching, because the message isn't John Piper's. No. It's not John Piper coming with you know his thought and using the Bible to support it. He's saying, okay, let's discover what's in this text together as we listen, as we talk about it. Um, so in some sense, preaching is bringing a message before the people, but we want to make sure that preaching happens where that message is coming out of Scripture and the people are learning 
how to read the how to read the scripture well. Yeah, exactly. I also would add to I think that one of the other benefits is you you do not have the luxury as an expository preacher preaching through a book of the Bible mm-hmm. week to week of skipping difficult texts. Yeah. Or picking and choosing. Like there are so many scriptures that I've exposited from the pulpit, preached from the pulpit this yeah. way, that I would just have never ever, ever, ever preached if it was like me just picking scriptures out of the hat every right, week. Right, right. Um, I just would have never come to something. And some of these are really difficult texts, but they're really glorious texts. Yeah. And they should be preached, and they're they're great. And so uh, it all, it keeps you from being in this kind of like picking and choosing what the people hear. Now, you just lay out the Bible. You lay out a book of the Bible, and you just roll with it. And another thing I've seen over time is I've seen how God uses like what's going on in the church in yeah. in our in our congregation yep. and Matt it's crazy he matches the current whatever's going on in that congregation yep. what they need with where you're at in the text that you man you planned out you picked that book 9 months ago 10 yeah. months ago absolutely and so that is for people who are pushed back and they're like eh, no that's not the most like helpful uh, you know kind of application oriented way to preach I'm like man you have no idea how God uses books of the Bible to meet the needs of the church on a week to week basis. Yeah. Incredible. I, I think if anybody knows how to pastor his people, it's probably, probably God, God more than you. Yes. He knows what we need. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. So we've talked about expository preaching, why we choose that particular method. Uh, but what are some other, what are some other types of preaching that you mentioned others would say sure. they think might be more helpful. And, and I think, it's fair to say I haven't been at Highview super long, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that some weeks, again, like this past week, <laughs> yesterday, we, yesterday, yeah. we broke away from the Acts series yep. to take you know a shot at a particular topic. Now, mm-hmm. even though we approached a particular topic, it was from a particular text. It wasn't piecing together from the scriptures to support some kind of main idea. It was still exegetically working through a text. So, what what are some other ways to go at preaching. Well, you mentioned the big one. Yeah. Top topically, uh, topical preaching. Um, I understand its value in -hmm. certain settings and contexts for sure. Um, I think there's a difference though, in preaching biblical sermons that are topically oriented and preaching topical sermons. Yeah. So what you just mentioned, pastor Josh, another member of our preaching team who preached a sermon Sunday morning, on uh, this, our, our, our strategic vision for 2019, it's called with, and he preached on a particular element of with serving with others. That was a, a, a topical sermon in that it was about service, right. right? About serving as we've been served as Christians, but it was preached from the Bible. So it wasn't this kind of piecemeal sermon from all yeah. over the map. Just like, here's everything you need to know about, you know, Whatever. Serving. Yeah, it was from the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Right. So work through that text. Right, and I say that to say, kind of def- a little bit defend my friends who are in the topical side of things yeah. that, that, I, that I love, um, but also to say not all topical preaching is uh, inherently bad, uh, but but it's also not all equally good. Right. There's good topical preaching, there's bad topical preaching. I would also encourage pastors to not build their entire pulpit ministry, however, on topical messages. Sure. Like they're fine supplementally mm-hmm. to the overall kind of Bible diet of the church from the pulpit. Right. But we, we don't live off those. We don't want to live off those. We And so that that's kind of how they're used at Highview. We kind of interject a topical sermon yeah. or, or, or kind of a biblical sermon that's topically oriented 
in between long times, long amounts of time in the same book. Right. So I, I think one of the helpful ways to think about it is we would want to make expository preaching the regular meal of the church. That's correct. And topical preaching is like maybe if there's a particular vitamin deficiency yep. that we see or mm-hmm. an area we want to increase, we, we pop a topical vitamin in there. But we're not expecting the church to live off of that. No, vitamins. they're not living off that. Right. Yeah. You can, you can attack different topics, but that's not going to effectively feed the flock. The God yeah, I don't want to beat up on every single... Like we, we do preach topical sermons from time to time. Yep. Um, we hope to preach. We preach biblically faithful topical sermons, and right. we don't want to live off of them. That's kind of just a general yep. policy. But um, that that is over a long period of time, we feel like a better way to to lead a pulpit ministry and to to yep. to kind of the type of preaching the church consumes. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so there, there's there's a lot of different spins on that. I feel like most preaching that you hear, though, it's probably topical. Yeah, like out there, yeah. most of it's probably topical. Um, there's also like good, there's good topical sermons. There's bad, uh, like you can be biblically faithful or, or mm-hmm. kind of biblically unfaithful. Yeah. Uh, with a top, and it's you can do that with expository ex- preaching. Exactly. There can be bad expository preaching. That's true. Now it limits some of the danger. Sure. It, it eliminates some of the danger, but it's still, mm-hmm. uh, you can still do it badly. Yeah. So, so that's a, uh, that's another thing. Chad, what's been, I'm throwing this at you. We didn't plan for this question. What's been your plan for these? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) All all five seconds of prep that we did for this. What's been your favorite book of the Bible to preach through? Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, um, probably, probably it wouldn't be one that you would think. Okay. Um, the book of numbers. No, although I loved preaching the book of Exodus. Lamentations. Uh, no, it wasn't Lamentations. Um, Two books, by the way, I haven't preached from yet or preached through. Get on it, Chad. I know. I, probably <laughs> probably the book of Jonah. Okay. Jonah was a short series, but it was I saw so much Jesus in the book of Jonah. That was mm. a, that was a really fun series yeah. to preach. I enjoyed Exodus. We preached for 10, 11 months in Exodus. Wow. Uh, that, that entire series is available uh, at highview.tv as well. Shameless plug. Yep. Um, so it's the Jonah series, but, but I, I wonder if the people felt like you were literally wandering through the wilderness. <laughs> they may they have, were. but Hey, that's <laughs> another example though. Hey, yeah. you get to Exodus 23 and 24 and it's a bunch of laws about what happens if your neighbor's ox falls in a ditch. Right. I worry about that on the daily, on the daily. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. My neighbors do have goats. When would you have ever picked? Oh, right. <laughs> do they really have goats? They do. There's four, Where's four goats that live in my neighborhood, my subdivision <laughs> in Carrollton, Georgia. That. Yep. That's incre- that tells you about the context that we're we're yep. in right now. Welcome to the south. Welcome to the south. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so th- those were fun. Exodus was fun. I've really enjoyed Acts because yeah. it's just a fast moving. That's what we're in now. Mm-hmm. It's a fast moving narrative with lots of cool stuff happening. Yeah, and uh, and a lot. There's a lot of gospel in Acts, just just pouring out of every uh, out of every chapter. So what's what's the hardest thing about preaching through a book? Probably those difficult texts. Um, Understanding that not every single week is going to be like not every this might sound heretical, not every single passage of scripture that you encounter mm. is inter as is is equally interesting as others. Sure. So when you commit to a book, yeah, you're committing to a lot of really, really interesting passages, some that yeah. are really well known, and you're <laughs> committing to some more mundane Right. Elements of the book. Well, we've talked about the book of Acts, where some whole chapters are like Paul they went, went here. here, then yep. they went there, they went there, then yep. they went back to here, then they yep. went back to yeah, yep. And so that presents its, its own challenges. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. You can feel the impulse pastorally of, man, I need to address this particular issue, and yeah. I don't see this coming up in the text or whatever. So you can wrestle with that a little bit. But by and large, um, I found just sticking to it, sticking to the book, kind of grinding it out, you you wind up being thankful for those sections that you dreaded. Yeah, maybe. yeah. And you're just grateful. So that's that's uh, that's certainly kind of how I, how I've experienced it, at least. Yeah. So over over ten years of preaching, yep. what has been the one thing that you've learned about yourself as a preacher that's made you better? Preaching expositionally has taught me that um, some some passages, particularly ones that address sins that I'm struggling with. Mm. Um, you have to approach slightly differently than others. So, so here, here's my point: um, You're coming up on a text, and it's addressing something that's present in your life. You know, maybe it's on faith, and you know you're not trusting God in a certain area of your life, or whatever yeah. it might be. Um, you better let the text deal with you before you start thinking about how you're going. The, the text is going to deal with anybody else, right? I think it's a good it's rule, good. just generally. Yeah, but. Preaching to yourself and and really soaking in the scripture and just being mm-hmm. conv- letting yourself be convicted, yeah, yeah. letting yourself uh, feel that that weight, it's been the most helpful thing for me personally and spiritually. It's it's when you know and this is why it doesn't matter. You can preach every week and be struggling spiritually. Yeah, if you're yeah. not letting that happen regularly, if mm-hmm. you're just you read the Bible and your first thought is this would sound cool. Or, yeah. ooh, I know who needs this. Or, man, the church could really benefit from this. Uh, that can be a dangerous place to be. So let the Word, as you work yourself through a book, man, let the Word do its work in your own heart, in your own life, and uh, go from there. That's that's the thing I've learned for sure. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I would say I'm still learning a lot about preaching. I've got a, uh, a long way to go as far as discovering my own uh, style and, and preparation, all the kind of, all those, those little technical pieces of preaching. I feel like I'm still, still having to grow in and, and work through. You've heard a couple of me preach a couple of times. And yep. uh, so what would you, what would you say as a matter of just advice, wisdom, what would you say to all the young preachers out there who are just getting started? What's one helpful piece of advice that you would give for preaching? Um, I think the most helpful bit of advice I could give would be to read Outside of the text you're preaching regularly, okay. And so let me I'll, let me unpack explain that. that. Yeah, sure. Um, I would say have a have a Bible reading plan. Be be soaking in a book that you have no that you're not preaching anytime soon. Mm. Just be soaking in a book uh, because I think that for me the biggest change in my preaching came as I had a better grasp. You know, in year ten, I did in year one on how exactly I should go about reading my Bible, mm-hmm. like understanding the big picture, the big story yeah. of the Bible. Yeah. And so once you need to develop that as a preacher, that will help you no matter where you're at, no matter what book you're preaching, Old Testament, it doesn't matter. That will help you. And so um, be reading good systematic theology stuff regularly. Mm-hmm. Just be working yourself through a systematic theology. Right? Yeah. Read good biblical theology. And so most of what I would tell you about how to put together and, and, and how to preach better sermons involves, man, just having a better grasp on the Bible yeah. and, and the story and the theology in the Bible. But, ha- but I think that's a really important piece for sure. That's good. Um, so earlier I mentioned uh, having a favorite, you know, some favorite preachers, uh, sure. John Piper, sure. Matt Chandler, 
Chad Williams, <laughs> just to name a few. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that was good. So, what are? Uh, I'm glad I hired uh, you. Thanks, man. <laughs> glad to glad to help. Um, glad I'm here. So, we we have these influences. Yep. on us. Uh, sure. Who, who would you say have been some of the biggest influences on you? They've changed in seasons. I I grew up. My grandfather was a pastor. Yeah. Uh, really, really wonderful Bible preacher uh, named Gene Rainwater. He was a church planter. Uh, he was a, a, a seminary professor. Brilliant guy. I grew up hearing really good preaching. Uh, preaching that was um, biblically uh, oriented and biblically centered, but it but it was also man he he challenged and he he uh, pushed and prodded and, and and I remember that really well. That shaped me. I was shaped by the pastor the the, the most. I was shaped by the mm. pastor who was in the church I was in growing up. Wow, it's great. Uh, so and then um, once I got into preaching, once I, I got into ministry and started preaching radio, you mentioned some of the guys. Um, that uh, were were influential with you, John Piper, uh, guys like a Matt Chandler, Ligon Duncan is someone who who I've benefited from tremendously. Kevin DeYoung is someone I've benefited from tremendously. Um, you know, there's guys like that. Um, John MacArthur early on. You mm. know, when you start preaching through books of the Bible, he was somebody who you looked to and said, "Oh man, that's how does he do that?" Yeah. Um, uh, reading Martin Lloyd Jones. I mean, some of these guys that that was. That was certainly a group that that was that was influential, but I don't think anyone more influential, and no one's preaching shaped me more than the preaching that I grew up under. Right, just being honest. That's great. Um, what What do you think are some of the dangers of the the current kind of the fun, podcast the, pastor, the podcast cult pastor? You know, that we that that phenomenon that we have now, uh, because like you mentioned. Um, since you're super old, you didn't really have technology when you were <laughs> growing up. So all you had were your local church pastors. I had a ham radio. But today, <laughs> ham radio. <laughs> but but today, you have um, you know churches that produce content, and they have to put disclaimers on their videos yeah, and on their podcast. Matt Chandler does. Matt that. Chandler does this. He yeah, puts this disclaimer yeah. uh, saying, "Hey, don't let this be a replacement or a substitute for your local church." Body. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what are some of the the dangers of of this uh, podcast pastor video, you know, vi- YouTube pastor kind of climate we're in uh, on not only church members and, and churches, but on preachers for, at those churches? I think there's a lot of dangers with it. I think that one of the biggest dangers is you begin to identify with a man who cannot identify with you as shepherd. Yeah. Like so, you're con- you're listening to their sermons. And you start identifying with them, and you're kind of placing yourself under their authority. The problem is they don't know you, and they're not going to give an account for you. Yeah. yeah. Period. So I think that um, our attraction to celebrity, and 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 also combined with technology, yeah. it makes this it makes this something we have to talk about and think through a lot. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing. I think it can undermine, or you can begin to think, well, my pastor is not as gifted as. John Piper, or not as yeah. gifted as Matt Chandler, or not as gifted as whoever it is that you're kind of, kind of following and listening to all the time, uh, and so it can kind of even undermine some of that relationship between the congregant and the pastor, uh, and so there's just a lot of dangers there. I think that again, it's it's a supplemental thing. Yep. yep. Man, li- sure, listen to good good content. Uh, I would say too, have conversations with your pastors about what you're listening to as well. Like, like let's talk about it. Uh, not yeah. everyone you may encounter on YouTube is helpful, right? Or biblically faithful, That's or theologically correct. sound. That's so, correct. So, so it, it it presents a lot of dangers. Having conversations with other believers in the church that you yep. respect and have discipling relationships with, saying, "Hey, what do you think about so and so?" 
um, talking about it. So it opens up a lot of dangers and a lot of, it's like a Pandora's box, man. It opens up all kinds of terrible things potentially, but I think overall it creates a supplemental way for us to be fed the word kind of, you know, Monday to Saturday. Yeah. Uh, So as long as it's not replacing, you know, you don't become this like podcast Christian who or, or you think uh, you know it's rainy outside so I'll just yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just turn on TBN I'll and just, watch whoever's on yeah, that's a bad or, idea <laughs> anytime yeah or I'll just uh, go on YouTube and type in um, Matt Chandler great sermon and, and yeah, let then, that be what you and do. I go well I had church today no you didn't no church no, is corporate churches <laughs> yeah churches you mentioned a, a very important word I think that sometimes gets separated from preaching which is shepherding that preaching mm. is not intended just to be consumed for enjoyment, and that's what Chandler's saying in his exactly in his whole disclaimer. Disclaimer, yeah, it's basically like I don't know you, yeah, I don't know you. Right. I'm not going to give an account for you, right? And so, yeah, that's that's a big thing. So I think it, as long as it's supplemental, uh, it's fine. As long as the central way you're being fed the word is the local church you're in, uh, that's the biggest thing. Right. So, but yeah, but being aware of those dangers is really really important. If you start going. Oh man, I think my my lead pastor's kind of an idiot, or he's not as good as I mean, these guys are exceptionally gifted, right? They're exceptionally yeah, gifted. They are. So um, if you start, if you see your view of of the pastor and the pastorate and and the pulpit at your own local church lowering because of all of your interactions with podcast preaching, you might want to check yourself a little bit for sure. Absolutely, I believe if I'm remembering this correctly, uh, Martin Lloyd Jones found out that somebody was recording his preaching. Yeah, he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy about that, right? Because he had this whole, there's a quote, and I'm paraphrasing this, he found out somebody was recording and and somehow sharing his his sermons, and he said, no, this is is a message for this moment for this people. Yeah, that's another thing that comes with the electronic in the digital age of consuming sermons outside of the service that they were in Mm -hmm. uh, or that they were preached in. Is that you? Yeah, you're disconnected, man. The sermon is a living, breathing thing, and it comes and it goes, and it happens between a really between God through a pastor and that congregation. It's a word for that moment, for that time, for that people through that preacher. Yeah, it's a very holy setup. Yeah, I mean, and we, you know, our audio ministry online is a big part of what we do, but and it's used a lot, but at the same time, um, it is not a substitute. I wouldn't say. You know what? Just stay home. Listen. It'll be posted. It'll be posted. Yeah. You, no, I mean it's this. It's a living, breathing moment that sermons produce um, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit through the Word, and also just the activity of the Spirit among His people in that congregation. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up right there. Thank you for joining us on the High View Podcast. Go ahead and give us a rating and a review. Share this episode with your friends. Go ahead and check out some of our past episodes. Hopefully this will be helpful to you and to your local church, and we will see you next time. <laughs>